You're listening to Phanalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV podcast. My name is Chris. And my name is Stephanie. And in this episode, we're discussing the My Youth is Yours update, Chris. There was a My Youth is Yours update. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I know, because I work with you every day. And also, I am excited, too. <laughs> in this episode, we're discussing Chapter 15 of My Youth is Yours. We have discussed this Supercorp fanfic previously. If you have not listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Well, you don't have to, but you could go back and listen to our more general discussion of the fanfic first. It is episode 45 of this podcast. But in this episode, we are discussing just chapter 15, which was released not too long before we're recording this one. So there will be spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? It's released before we're recording the episode about it as opposed to after. Yes. Yeah. Good to know. Shut up, Chris. So there will be spoilers for chapter up through chapter 15 of My Youth is Yours. And nothing ahead of that, because apparently we don't record things in the future, as Chris just pointed out. <laughs> I know, it's surprising. It's surprising. I'm So, Chris, how did this update make you feel? Warm and fuzzy? A little giddy? <laughs> A little embarrassed at one point, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe not embarrassed, but, uh, you know, thing where, you know, it's like, I should not be listening to this while I'm at work. Yep. I had that moment, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to hit pause now. <laughs> so I, I also, too, found this to be a, a mostly fluffy and warm, fuzzy feeling chapter. A little bit of angst in there, of course, because that's kind of the thing that happens with this story. But mostly it was fluffy and happy making. I was going to say, I I was apprehensive for a bit. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, no, what's going to happen? I know. Oh, no. Okay. I know. It's fine. They kept like talking about their breakup and stuff. And I'm like, Lynn, do not. You just got them back together. Do not have them break up again. Why would you do that? But she didn't. So (laughs) Stephanie got so nervous. I did. I had to stop listening. I got really nervous. nervous. The other shoe was going to drop. It was not good. I was like, do you need me to reassure you right now? Like, what's, what should I do, Stephanie? <laughs> I'm worrying. I'm worrying a little bit about uh, how you're responding to this fic. <laughs> I'm worried about me, too. Okay. I'm here for you, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. So when we were discussing My Youth is Yours previously, we were talking about how Lynn had set up the Mixus Pitlick storyline at the end of Chapter 14. And and you mentioned that that episode with Mixus Pitlick is probably your least favorite episode of the series, I think, might be accurate. It's true. Yeah. It's true. And so I, I'm very curious to know, how did you feel about how Lynn uses Mixus Pitlick in My Youth is Yours? I mean, obviously, the way this plays out is infinitely better than the way the TV show played out. Mm-hmm. Infinitely better. But I still pretty much hate Mixus Pitlick. Which, I mean, you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like Lynn does a better job of calling out the stuff that he does. Nonsense. Yeah. They do a little bit in the show with the whole, you know, Kara defiantly drinking orange juice and all that sort of thing, which I thought was great. But I feel like it's it's a little more frequent and direct in My Youth as Yours. Because it's creepy. He's creepy. He is very creepy. It feels like... Here, Mixus Pitlick is used to encourage Kara and Lena to confront particularly their breakup. 
get them to deal more with stuff that they were hesitant to confront. Does that seem fair? Yes. Okay. So I did have several moments when listening to this this chapter. We should we should clarify because I am a nerd, I convert the stories into audio files which Chris and I tend to listen to while we are at work. And so while we were listening, I kind of chuckled a couple of times because it felt like Car and Lena were talking about things that we discussed in regards to their to their breakup. So it was a little gratifying in that sense that they were talking about issues that we thought that they needed to talk about. <laughs> See, I feel like this just means that Lynn is good at plotting her chapters. Mm, yes. Right? Like, mm-hmm. this is this is where she was leading us. And so, here we are now. <laughs> and and this was an appropriate chapter for them to, to do this in, right? Because the, the Mitzvah's Pitlick episode falls on Valentine's Day. Like, thematically, this is an appropriate spot for them to talk about these sorts of, of things. And I must say, when they're having that conversation in the field where Kara asks Lena, you know, when did you know you were going to wake up with me? That whole scene made me really emotional. I was rereading it today and I got really emotional again. Like I almost started crying a little bit because Kara is just like, wow. she's so earnest and it's difficult to, for me to read because I'm just like, oh, poor Kara. <laughs> like I feel so bad for her. I know. I feel bad for the both of them. Because I feel like Kara's making, she's making that a good point in that scene, which she has made before, this idea that she just really wanted Lena to talk to her about it so that she could have, mm-hmm. she could have fought for them. Maybe they could have figured out something else and she just wasn't given that chance. And that seems to be the thing that she's the most upset about is like, yeah, it was terrible that they broke up, but it seemed to hurt the most that Lena didn't talk to her about her feelings. I like that they had that button on the end of the scene where, where Car was like, you'll talk to me about your feelings? Yes, about my feelings. Because <laughs> it's Uh-oh. hard for Lena. Lena doesn't like to talk about her feelings. Which, I mean, completely makes sense, given what we know of Lena's history mm-hmm. with her, her parents. That's the thing that I, I think is really nice about this, is I understand where they're both coming from. Yeah. And why these things are issues. And I understand why they did the things they did. And, you know, I, I'm not upset with them for doing the things they did. Mm-hmm. Even though you're kind of like, why didn't you just tell the other person? Whatever the thing was, in one case, that you felt it was inevitable that you would have to part ways. And in the other case, that you thought you were married. Yeah. And <laughs> they're, they're sort of big issues. <laughs> but at the same time, I understand why... They both kept those things to themselves. Right. It's like, I may not agree with them, but I see why they did it. Yeah, because the conflict about the breakup at the end of college, like you said, I feel like I can see it from both angles. Like, yes, I absolutely agree that it was not fair and kind of, and I will say, selfish of Lena not to talk to Kara about it. But I understand at the same time why she did it that way. You know, she didn't want their last few weeks together because she thought that that's what had to happen. She didn't want that last time that they had together to be spoiled by the looming breakup. And and I don't know that they would have necessarily fared the best had they continued to try to date after Lena graduated and she went away and had to work for Luther Corp. Like, I don't know if their relationship could have flourished at that point. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just one of those situations where there's no good compromise it's, it just feels like, right. oh, there's no win-win. It feels like it's it's inevitably going to be – well, it's not that there's no win-win, but it's difficult to get to that win-win, right? <laughs> right. That's sort of the thing is like 
well, okay, you don't know what's going to happen at this point, but either way, it's not really gonna be good. Yeah. So I, I understand that Lena was really just doing what she thought would be best for both of them. And, you know, as they keep saying, every moment is a bridge to the next. So, it, I mean, it's it's one of those things at this point, it's not that it doesn't matter, but I feel like it matters less just because they have found their way back to each other with a new understanding of how their relationship needs to work from this point forward. That was something I was a little worried about in this chapter was that because because we're from Lena's perspective, obviously. So we see when Mixus Pitlick is showing her how sad Kara was after they broke up and she was really having to confront Kara's feelings. Because it's not that I feel like she was not aware of how Kara felt when they broke up. But when we see sort of like flashbacks to her in Japan right after they broke up, obviously, she's very consumed with how sad she is. So I don't know. I feel like it was it was educational. It wasn't a bad thing that Lena saw those things. But I worried that like it was just going to be about punishing Lena for making the decision <laughs> she did. Even though we didn't get to like see whatever Kara saw. I'm like, okay, he did it to both of them. It's not just about punishing Lena. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, though. The, the difference between knowing something and seeing something. I do wonder, though, if that was cathartic for Kara, just because it came so out of the blue for her. You know, Lena was really mourning the relationship before Kara was. You know, she had a very different experience of the breakup than Kara did, so maybe that was a little cathartic for Kara to see, okay, this wasn't something that Lena was just able to move past. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to move past the angst. Because this chapter really had a lot of like sweet, fluffy stuff in it that made me that made me super happy. It did have a lot of really nice, fluffy, happy moments. And so it was kind of amusing for me when you got really hung up on the uh on the angst. I know. <laughs> Just kinda like Stephanie, hurry up and finish the chapter. <laughs> It was the field scene, man. It just got me really emotional. I don't know why. It just, it really did. I know. But part of me was just kind of like, you'll feel better <laughs> if you keep going. The thing is, though, I knew how the chapter ended because I, 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 I saw the end of it. I knew it was okay, but it still made me really, really nervous throughout. So good job slash screw you, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Don't take it too personally, Lynn. She does that to me, too. <laughs> I, I, I don't actually mean it. Thank you for writing the fanfic. <laughs> hostile? So hostile. <laughs> well, we got the cute, fluffy flashback with the puppies. Kara plus puppies. It just makes me think of that really oh. adorable video of Melissa Benoist just covered in all the puppies dressed as superheroes. That was so great. Mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm ever feeling sad, I go and I watch that one, and I watch the one, I think it was Ali Adler posted it, of, of Melissa Benoist with the tiny, tiny dog. Mm -hmm. You kissed up my nose. <laughs> that dog is so happy. Mm -hmm. Yes, the Cara plus puppies was adorable. I don't understand why Hammond is such a weird name for a puppy, Lena, but okay. You, you have strong opinions about pet names, too. I do. I do. I don't have issues with Hammond because that's not a common human name. I don't like it when pups are named common human names. It just, it gets confusing for me. 
I think you're talking about your boyfriend. And then I realize you're talking about your schnauzer and the conversation becomes just completely different. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't know about you, Chris. I had to Google who Linda Lovelace was because I, too, when I heard the name, when Kara said it, I thought she meant Ada Lovelace. And then I was like, wait, (laughs) wait, oh, no, I was thinking of Ada Love. Who is Linda? So I don't know if you had to like Google that too, but I had to do a little Googling. I kind of picked up on what it might be through context clues. It's like the name sounds familiar. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure I've heard it at some point before. But uh, no, if I if I wanted to like know for sure, I would also have to Google. But I haven't. Okay, so since you Googled, are you going to fill us in or are you going to leave us hanging? Oh, yes. Uh, Linda Lovelace. She is a famous pornographic actress who famously appeared in Deep Throat. So it is still a little puzzling how Kara ended up on that page. She she hinted at she was Googling something sexy related, uh, but it is still a little bit of a, of a... I am still a little puzzled how she ended up on Linda Lovelace, but who knows? Maybe I'm, we'll I'm just going to headcanon that she was like on a Wikipedia page and just kept clicking things. <laughs> yeah. As, that's as fair. some people do. It, you, you fall down the Wikipedia hole. It happens. It's mm-hmm. not as uh, insidious as the YouTube hole. The YouTube hole is, oh, you get stuck at that thing for hours. <laughs> so the, the puppy flashback, that was complete fluff. The other flashback with the, the lunchroom was half fluff, half angst. And I felt like once we had that second one where Lena saying she she thinks slash knows that love isn't always enough when it comes to making a relationship work, but Cara disagrees with her. It made their at least one of the things in the field make a little more sense to me because because Cara makes Lena apologize explicitly for lying to her. And then we mm-hmm. saw that flashback. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's probably probably what she was talking about. Hmm. It could be I'm also forgetting another moment earlier on when Lena maybe lied more explicitly to Cara, but for sure in that flashback she lies when Kara asks her about you don't see us being together forever and being able to make it and things like that. But I thought that lunchroom flashback was was good. We knew it, but I, I liked the way that it it painted the the different approaches that Lena and Kara had to their relationship in college, and probably still to a certain extent, it delineated that really nicely. The uh, difference in philosophies, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I'm with Lena. I just want them to play footsie and talk about other people's problems <laughs> <laughs> for sixty thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> Another piece of this chapter that I found interesting was the reveal that Kara never told Clark about her and Lena. Yeah, that was a surprise to me. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, nah, that kind of makes sense, though, to me. In what regard? It makes sense that she wouldn't have told Clark or it makes sense that given what we've seen, Clark doesn't know? Uh, Makes sense that she wouldn't have told Clark. Ah, please, please expand. Why do you think it makes sense that she wouldn't have told Clark? I don't know. It just seems like she and Clark don't necessarily have the closest relationship. In the first season, we see her messaging Clark back and forth, and it seems mostly about superheroing stuff. Mm-hmm. The fact that she tells Lena that really Alex was the only one she really talked to about her relationship with Lena, which also I can see. I mean, just kind of what we've seen of Kara, even from the show, like she usually has. A small group of people that she confides things in. 
So I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me tremendously because we know that Eliza knows and we know that Alex knows and there was their group of friends in college. But yeah, I don't know that she necessarily would have gone out of her way to tell Clark, if that makes sense. No, I agree with you. I think it makes it, it doesn't seem surprising that Kara wouldn't have told Clark about Lena. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about Lynn's decision to make that so plain that Kara didn't tell Clark. And I do wonder if there is a, a future purpose for making it clear that Clark didn't know about Kara and Lena. Though it seems like he found out in this chapter, or maybe, I don't know, we don't know exactly what Kara told him, and nothing significant came of it yet, at least. And it could be nothing. I was just kind of curious. I suppose it could become important at the end of the season, since since Clark does show up again in episode, what, 221? That sounds right. So I don't know. It's just, it's just some speculation. I don't know if it might be an issue for Clark and Kara in the future, potentially. I don't know. Hmm. But speaking of things that could maybe become more fleshed out in the future, Mixus Pitlick brought up the fact that Kara reveals to Lena, I can't remember exactly where in in the fanfic, that Kara ended up transferring schools after Lena graduated, basically because she was so sad after Lena broke up with her. And I'm kind of wondering if Lynn might go more into that later on. Maybe, I don't know if she's intending to update the sister fanfic to this one, which has stuff from Kara's perspective within the My Youth is Yours world, or if it might be a future up flashback or what have you for My Youth is Yours, but it did make me kind of go, hmm, I wonder if she's planning to revisit that time period Mm -hmm. in some way in the future. Or maybe one of Cassie's Alex POVs. Mm, Good point. Because I have seen, (laughs) I have seen people requesting that Lynn revisit the sophomore year of Valentine's Day that Lena alludes to. That does not surprise me at all. (laughs) Yes, and and I believe that was the the section you were talking about uh, that made you uncomfortable at work and you had to listen to something else for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not not sophomore year Valentine's Day, but but this Valentine's Day. (laughs) Which alluded to the sophomore year Valentine's Day, yes. Yeah, I I had a similar reaction listening to it at work. I was like, oh, oh my, I have to go listen to something else for a minute because I feel like I'm blushing. (laughs) Yep. It's like, hmm, my face feels a little hot. I'm going to listen to something else. <laughs> feels inappropriate to listen to while I'm while I'm checking this paperwork. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will say, as a compliment to Lynn, the sexy scenes in this fanfic have mostly stayed in PG-13 category. I don't even think she's named any particularly salacious body parts when it comes to the sexy stuff. But... This one in particular was so suggestive. <laughs> Even though she says nothing explicit, I was I was really kind of like, oh, oh my, uh, I'm feeling some things. <laughs> I I need to go over here for a moment. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I guess I that is a compliment that I am paying to to Lynn that she she accomplished that without getting particularly explicit. Are you, are you turning red now, Chris? I am a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I might be. I'm not sure. I don't have, I don't have a mirror on hand. But... <laughs> Does your face feel warm? A little bit. Yeah. 
I, I, I kind of thought so. So we'll we'll move on to the the lovely conclusion that people seem to know that they're married now. Lena has signed HR forms. It's all very cute and exciting. Oh, that scene with Jean at the beginning of the ep- of the uh, episode at the beginning of the chapter was pretty adorable. I, I I liked the wait. What did you just say? You and Kara, you're dating. What? Like, aw, Lena. <laughs> they're all so adorable. And I know that they they aren't using the married word, even though in Kryptonian tradition, apparently they are. They are practically married. Lena just used to say they are three quarters married. Yes. (laughs) But at least now Lena is saying they are together. Yes, you're together. Thank you for not making them break up in this chapter, Lynn, even though it was where they were going to do it. (laughs) You get so anxious about it. I do. (laughs) And I know it's fanfic. It's not supposed to happen in fanfic, but you never know. You never know, Chris. (laughs) I feel like everybody needs to know, they can probably already tell, but everybody needs to know that Stephanie gets like very, as as the internet would say, high key about this fic. <laughs> You're emotionally at like an eight or nine, like all day that mm-hmm. there's a new update for this fic. It's true. I do get very high key. In conclusion, I really enjoyed this chapter. And big thank you again to Lynn and Cassie for their effort. Woohoo! Thank you so much. Y'all are great. And I second all of that. Yes, thank you very much. Because it is, it is delightful. It makes me and so happy. Uh, Even though I get anxious, it makes me so happy. <laughs> delightful and so much more satisfying than uh, the source material. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It is. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us and keep up to date on our new episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Finalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. If you'd like to find our other podcasts about Lost Girl and Orphan Black and Killjoys and some other TV shows, you can go visit our website, askgenretv.com. Thank you so much for listening. Finalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family podcasts. I missed a word there. <laughs> family podcasts. Family podcasts, they are not. <laughs> nope.